Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. sickness and work schedules that weren't going on. We're running a little bit tighter, so if you hear us talking about anything that you uh, are interested in, be sure and get a hold of us right away because a cutoff for this catalog is, is January 25th. So as we're recording this, it's just over a week away, so a little bit more urgency than usual. But we will be going through the uh, previous catalog, and to help me do that, I am your host, Mike No, owner-operator here at Campus Comics. Uh, forgot, forgot that talk about that but help me do this tonight is going to be scott reed tyler wright and dan brown who we will be referring to as sexy dan brown <laughs> for this episode. i don't see why that's different from any other episode <laughs> so same old same old for you huh? but uh, the other thing that's uh, kind of interesting about this catalog or of note for this catalog is it does have the full solicitations or what's going to be offered i should say as far as uh, free comic book day uh, merchandise and uh books so in order for me to be a participating store i have to order a certain amount of the gold level sponsors so i'm going to be doing that other than that it's going to be kind of hit and miss as far as the books that we're going to have in here so if there's something that you're particularly interested in uh, just let me know so i can order that maybe have some of that in here for you try to please people and have what they want here so all that uh so just kind of running through uh What's going to be here as far as the gold sponsors is going to be an issue of Riverdale, uh, Power Rangers, Overwatch, Black Hammer, you know, DC. It's a big mystery. They haven't even announced what their book's going to be, but it sounds like it's going to be new content. So it's probably something that ties into Metal or, or Doomsday Clock or something like that. That Doomsday Clock's still going to be going, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think that's 12 issues. Yeah, because uh, uh, Metal is technically over because they are going to be offering those books later on so several different things so take a look at that and the merchandise and let's know i wonder run by you scott mr hero clicks did you oh. see that special i I, I did see the special click but yes yeah, so i didn't know if you were interested i'm i'm dealing with that a whole lot less than what i used oh, okay. to but that one should be pretty popular being world war hulk big so right uh, for anybody who out there who does play hero clicks is something you're definitely going to pick up just because it's a hulk and in the full you know warrior garb now that comes out in conjunction with Free Comic Book Day. Is yes. that is yes. that a giveaway, or that is, is that something that is you supposed pay for? to be a giveaway for okay. Free Comic Book Day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So looks like they got some pins and stuff there too. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Pins and things like that. So, like I said, let us know if there's anything you're particularly <clears throat> interested in, or uh, 
may miss it. Anything else anybody wants to add about that? Are we ready to start at Dark Horse? Well, if you want to see the full listing, what you should do for future times is put in an extra pre-order for an issue of Previews Magazine, get your own copy, and then you can play along at home with us. Right. <laughs> yeah, so first thing I got in Dark Horse is on page 58. Yep, that's where I'm at. Okay, is any, I'm, I am actually asking: Is anybody reading Black Hammer? Because I'm not actually reading Black Hammer. Uh, I've been reading Black Hammer. It's I guess currently like they're taking a break, aren't they? Because they haven't yes, had. <clears throat> I don't know how this will be. This looks good. The Doctor Star and the Kingdom of Lost tomorrow, which it's going to be a side book or side story arc to Black Hammer. Uh, looks like it's going to be based on one of the other heroes from like their golden age of heroes. Um, I did read the Sherlock Frankenstein story, and it was really good. It pretty much, it's kind of like the Black Hammer Universe's version of the Legion of Doom, and it shows what they were doing during the events of what happened with Black Hammer and all the other characters. So if you're following up with that story, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's really good. There's a lot of uh, mystery behind it, uh, and of course Jeff Lemire's writing it, so it's been pretty spot on. To jump ahead a little bit, on page 84, there's a lot of relists for some Dark Horse books, and there are some relists for the Black Hammer trades. So this month, so if you were thinking about you know trying to catch up on Black Hammer, that would be a good opportunity to do that. Yep, and if you also want to check out the Sherlock Frankenstein, the trade for that's also in this catalog as well. So, and it's only four issues. It's not very long, but it's pretty good. Just, just to hit on it real quick, too, because I know there's a lot of fans out there, too, just jumping back, just the only other thing. There is a new uh, American God series started, and I know that, you know, it's Neil Gaiman, and, you know, a lot of people like that. And say it's Star's thing is real good. I haven't seen any of it, but but uh, just to let you know, there's a new American God series started, too. On page uh, 68, we've got the Milk and Cheese Dairy Products Gone Bad trade. Uh, this was a book that I read growing up and loved it. Uh, this is definitely not PC. It's very sort of edgy comedy, probably more in tone with like South Park. But this was a comic that, you know, this is the one black and white comic that me and all my friends read in high school. You know, so it's, I got a lot of nostalgia for this, but it's, you know, still holds up and it's Evan Dorkin's kind of brainchild. And it's just like a fun book. They did a hardcover of this a while back, and I think this is just sort of the trade version of it now. And that's but, like the complete. Everything that was ever published for Milk and Cheese. Yeah, I'm pretty that. sure that's yeah. what this is. So, and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I don't have anything else in Dark Horse for myself. But. No, me neither. Well, on page 75, we've got uh, a new issue of Usagi Ojimbo, The Hidden. Uh, it's list is number one of seven. So, apparently Usagi Ojimbo is now switching from just regular monthly to a series of miniseries. Uh. Sort of like Hellboy and some other stories have done. Uh, so it's going to be fun keeping those in order now yeah. if you get Usagi of Jimbo because I believe they are still going to have the old numbering in them somewhere so you can keep them in order yeah I think that's it for me for Dark Horse DC yep hey we've got uh, the Immortal Men number one solicited yes. this month uh, again <laughs> flashback for longtime listeners well, I was when I was going through this catalog and I seen that I thought when we talked the last one that they had canceled this. They had, uh, so I guess they just canceled all previous orders from previous time or times they'd offered it and then just canceled everything. 
because everything else just said offered again, whereas this said right. canceled, and now here it is again. So yeah, they do have resolicit listed here at the bottom. And notes that all previous orders are canceled. Yeah. So. Uh, also notice that the new Curse of Brimstone, the other uh, New Age of Heroes book here, is advanced solicited for April. So oh. I'm assuming they're giving that a little more lead time. Yeah. Maybe maybe that you know they ran into some production issues. I'm not sure. Maybe you learned their lesson. Yeah, with the other books. Uh, on page 94, it looks like we're uh, getting new number ones for yep. the Young Animal yep. line. So, if you've been keeping up with that, there's some new... Looks like pretty much the same series. Slightly yeah. different title Eternity. on Cave Carson. Yeah. <laughs> Cave Carson has an interstellar eye now instead yeah. of a... Was a cybernetic eye previously? Yeah. Is anybody reading any of those just out of curiosity? Uh, I think Matt Martin's reading most of them. Um, there's been a few, like... People are stuck with, like, Doom Patrol, and I don't even see that in here, but that's still, I think it's still going on, or is that going to end with that Milk Wars crossover event or whatever? The only thing I know about that stuff is I talked to Atchison, uh-huh. and I was asking him about it, and he said, I've been reading Cave Carson and all that, and he said, I just don't like it. He said, it's yeah. really weird. Uh-huh. He said, it's not for him so I but, but. It, they always felt like vertigo books without the vertigo label yeah, on them for sure me. Yeah. that's the way they were advertised well what it looks to me is old vertigo right. this really feels like 80s vertigo <laughs> 90s vertigo why are we doing this now again i haven't read them that doesn't speak to the quality of them uh the only thing i was interested in was apparently in cave carson i believe there was a backup of superpowers that tom scioli was doing mm-hmm. who did american barbarian and some other fun books i like so i kind of meant to check those out and just never did well, I'd found out too something about it when me and Atchison was discussing those books. The guy that I think wrote maybe one or two of them or some, had something to do with them books was, I believe, the lead singer for My Chemical Romance. Yeah, Drugway. He's kind of the curator of the entire line. Really? Yeah. They pretty much told him, this is your baby, do what you want. When you're ready to hang it up, we're done. Oh, <laughs> <You know>? okay. <laughs> so, we're just letting you do whatever. Yeah, we're just giving him a sandbox and letting him play. My next thing's not till page 113, so... Well, my next thing's on 98, and that is Action Comics 999. Yeah. <laughs> what I really want to talk about is what should be on this page with it, and it's yeah, not. and it's not, yeah. It is the Action Comics 1000, which right. has been pushed back a month to coincide with Superman's 80th anniversary. That's understandable to me. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, Mike, do you want to talk about some of the issues with oh, the hardcover coming yeah, out of that? There's, there's several things going around, but, you know, it's like they don't really know what want to do with it but one thing you can say about dc is they kind of listen you know whenever the fans or the people speak up because what happened is there's going to be two versions of it one's like a six dollar 5.99 you know which is going to be the new stand edition there's going to be the hardcover and the hardcover came out initially solicited at 30 at 30 dollars and had all these extras and everything in it then they announced the same book no additional content 50 dollars and people got upset about that. Oh, yeah. So now they knocked it back down to thirty dollars, but now it's not gonna have the poster in it. Yeah. Is that right? You know, it's the not poster gonna... they said it'll be made available later. Okay, it'll come later, but it was initially gonna come with this hardcover. So past that or if there's other issues, Dan, I haven't really heard Well, I think we know what the big story is with that. With Action Comics one thousand. Tyler, you wanna talk about that? Yeah, last night when I was on Facebook, uh little thing come across my thing from sci-fi's facebook page and it said uh there's a report that brian michael bendis his first dc comic story will be in action comics 1000 so that you know 
you're not getting the poster, but that mm -hmm. could be a big plus too. Gotcha. So, yeah, is it, gonna, is it gonna be in both versions or just the hardcover? I'm assuming both. I, it okay. wasn't really specific. Yeah, I think it's it, a backup story, and I, I mean, I think the other story here is, is he taking over with 1001? You know, yeah. so this would be a good segue into that. Uh, I would, I haven't heard an announcement either way about that yet, but I would think that's where they're going with that. Um, so why not? Rumor, yeah. Who's going to take action? Take over action comics. I just want them to sort all this out before Detective One Thousand comes out, or I'm gonna flip out <laughs> if we're going over this again in a year or whenever right, it is. Because yeah, I've been waiting. I right? I was thinking about this the other day. When I was 10 years old, I picked up an issue of Secret Origins, either 48 or 49 from the 90s run. It was an ambush bug issue. <laughs> and in there, there's a parody of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic that's 1,000-something was the number on it. And I got to thinking, I figured out the math, I will live to see the 1,000th issue of these books. Mm -hmm. so. Many years later, let's just say, yeah. <laughs> we are finally getting there. So it is twice a month shipping. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And Action Comics Weekly back in the day. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we you know it is sort of a real milestone for these books. You know they've been published regularly for eighty years now. What's next? Uh, yeah, on one twenty six, we've got the last issue of Mystic U, which I bought the first one a few months ago now. So I feel like that's either sporadic or has been delayed. I'm not sure what the deal is. Uh, it's it wasn't really my thing, but I could see where some people might really be into this, where it's just sort of a school where all the magicians in the DC universe are going to. So you've got like Zatanna in there and Sargon the Sorcerer and like Felix Faust is in there and things like that and Dr. Occult. So if you're a fan of like the DC magic stuff, I would think people would be picking it up. I'm really surprised there's not more hype around this book. Because I feel like there's definitely an audience there for it. Uh, jumping back to page 113, I actually did finally read the first three trades of Deathstroke, and it actually is pretty good. Is so that the Christopher Priest Christopher run? Christopher Priest run on Deathstroke, yeah. So I actually am enjoying that. So it's something that I would uh, suggest picking up either monthly or um, or pick it back up in trades if you have the chance. Uh, on 132, we've got the solicit for Superman issues 42 and 43. And nothing amazing here, but we do have a Bizarro story, it looks like, with Bizarro's family and uh, Bizarro Boy, <laughs> it looks like. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing Patrick Gleason drawing Bizarro, because I think he draws monsters well, and I'm really looking forward to that. Back, back on page 123, uh, Christopher Peace is also writing Justice League, and there's a character here. Uh, called the Red Lion, which is very clearly a play off of the Black Panther, which Christopher Priest wrote for a very long time. Now, my question to you guys, because your DC history is better than mine, is Red Lion a new character, or has he been around for a while? I feel like that's a new character. Okay, so it's probably just something Christopher Priest, because he was in the Deathstroke series, mm -hmm. so maybe it's just something Christopher Priest created, <laughs> I would just because that's in his wheelhouse. I would imagine it is. My only thing question would be if he's from anywhere i would think it would be from the extremist world from justice league that okay. had the analogs for the marvel villains if he's from anywhere that would be my guess but i believe it's a new character okay i was just curious i i was not familiar with that character previously yeah. at all so well when i first saw him i kind of thought maybe it was Catman. <laughs> yeah that's what it looked like at first too at first yeah. glance it looked like a redesign for Catman. yeah but he's 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 very much uh, very similar to the black panther character so <laughs> i don't i don't see why you would say that <laughs> i mean it's he's he's a different color obviously and it's right. a different kind of feline but if i remember right he's also from africa and he's also a king and he's 
Yeah, it's it's very. Don't, don't stereotype, yeah. Scott. Please. <laughs> well, it's 2018. There we go. All right. Uh, on 150, we've got Absolute Batman: The Killing Joke hardcover, uh, which has uh, both versions of the colors, which I appreciate because uh, they did the redo of the Brian Boland interpretation of the coloring a couple years ago, which is fine, but I still miss the original sort of uh, gaudy, really bright color palette of the original. I feel like that adds a lot to the story. <laughs> so I was a little bummed when they kind of dropped that for that edition, so it's nice seeing that come back for this. And I think there's also some additional uh, a Batman black and white story that Boland did in it, too. Dropping back to page 139, uh, Bug, The Adventures of the Four Trade Paperback. I've been waiting for the trade to actually try to read this. Uh, Michael Allred Art, anything yeah. else you want to say no, about I, it? And, you know, the Allreds both worked on it, or yep. all worked on it and everything. And of all the young animal stuff that's happened, this is the one that, oh, it's short-lived, you know, it's just a miniseries. This is the one that people seem to stay the most enthusiastic really? about. It. You know, they really, people around it really liked it. So, yeah, it's just goofy, typical goofy, fun, all red stuff. Right. You know, with the four, you know, some of the new guys characters and stuff. <clears throat> I read, I think, because how many issues has it had? Like six. Six. I think I read the first three, and I couldn't get into it. It was dragging for me. Oh, really? Like, it was cool seeing a lot of those characters and stuff, but mm -hmm. there was moments I was just like, Ugh, next book. I, just, I couldn't get through it. It was kind of boring. Well, I'm going to pick up the but, trade. Yeah, I, I'm a trade reader, so I always think, well, I'll just wait for the trade. So well, Some stuff reads better that way yeah. to me. Page 146, you got the new trades for Batman and Detective. I kind of think it's silly that they no longer advertise Detective just as Detective Comics. It's now Batman Detective Comics. I guess for sorting on the stands might be a little bit better. Yeah. Not for sure about they, that. They do that with the covers sporadically too on just a monthly run of that. Every yeah, now and then they'll do that. Because that's how they offer it. But then whenever you get the trays, it's just detective. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so yeah, I don't know. Then on page 149, if I'm my ahead of you or you. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll slow down then. Go I was ahead. Gonna do just hit up 144, 145. You know, it's, it's the first collections from the Dark Knights Metal stuff. There's a hardcover of the uh, core story, Dark Knight's Metal. There's also going to be a hardcover of the uh, of the uh, Dark Knight's Metal, the Nightmare. You know, the one shots. You know, with the Red Death, <coughs> you know, Dawnbreaker, and all those characters. That's going to be in a hardcover too. But there is a trade then of the uh, the story that crossed over through like Teen Titans, Green Arrow, all that stuff. They're calling that the Resistance, and that's going to be trade paperback. So this is the first. Uh, you know, three books in this catalog of the Dark Knights-related stuff. So, yeah, to, to me, the the uh, one-shots for all the each independent one, mm -hmm. I think them have been better than the actual That's main title. Yeah, they were they were all pretty good, I yeah. think. Yeah, because they like the one-shots better than they like the actual story. Yeah, it's kind of neat to see Bruce go through them different versions and see where, like, the absolute worst way Batman could end up, pretty much. Well, that was kind of my issue with one of the newer issues of the Metal series itself. A little bit of a spoiler. Um, we see some nightmare versions of Superman in an issue. One of them is just straight up Superman Blue from the 90s. Oh, oh really? <laughs> well, wasn't Superman Blue a hey, nightmare? Wasn't that that bad? So I mean, I thought it, I thought it was all right. They were trying something different. It was a gimmicky thing. But I feel like that was Superman for a couple of years, mm -hmm. you know, and to just kind of throw it under the bus like that, I, you know, wasn't cool with. But, you know, I ain't caught up with that. Yet, what are you so. gonna do? It's a it's a minor thing. It's not even really a story point. I think you kind of have to really look for it to figure was out what it they're doing. Was it in the part where Superman goes to get Bruce or Bruce? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. 
Um, Page one forty nine have the new, next Superman trade volume five from uh, I guess it's no long I guess it's still Rebirth but volume five for Superman is solicited this month. On one fifty one we've also got a collection of Batman Arkham Hugo Strange, and this collects some Golden Age seventies uh, and more modern uh, stories featuring Hugo Strange. Uh, there are some really good stories here. Uh, it doesn't necessarily tie into anything else. I'm not sure what. The, as uh, with the timing of this trade, if it's leading it up to anything, but there's some good Hugo Strange stories here that are worth checking out. That's our next Batman movie villain. <laughs> I would be fine with that. I'd be cool if they had Hugo Strange. I really like how they've portrayed him on Gotham so far. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Page uh, 155, the Kamani Challenge hardcover. So this is one that I've definitely been looking forward to. So basically the premise is, is one writer starts a story, leaves Kamani in a cliffhanger, and the next writer and artist team have to get him out of it and leave a cliffhanger for the next writer-artist team. So I'm looking forward to picking this one up, so it's something cool to kind of look at. Yeah, I finished. This is one of them I caught up on reading for the podcast because <clears throat> I'd seen the trade was in here. And personally, I highly recommend this one. It was a really cool story. There was a few issues that were kind of okay, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. And the last issue, when we had talked, I think, a podcast or two before, it had said in the catalog that Lynn Ween was supposed to write a little last epilogue for the issue. <coughs> Unfortunately, he didn't get to do it. And instead, uh, we got Paul Levitz that did it. And it ended up being a really cool ending. I mean, when I got to to the ending in that little epilogue and stuff, I was like, man, this is really neat. And uh, he did a really nice, touching tribute to Lin Wein there at the end on the last page with some really good art and stuff like that. So it's definitely, I'd recommend picking that up. It's, it's a cool story. That's all I have for DC. What else you guys got? I think that's well, it for none, me. Nothing, there's really nothing as far as collectibles this time around DC Direct. You know, there's all just a few re-offers of some previously offered action figures, but there's other than that nothing new. So as far as statues or anything from DC this month. Okay, so is everybody done with DC? Then we're gonna yep. head to Dark uh, IDW. I, IDW. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I don't really have anything in IDW, so you guys go on ahead. I got a, I got a few things. On page 164, was anybody going to talk about Bubba Hotep? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, we never got another movie, so I'll take a comic, I guess. Yeah, a crazy movie yeah. with Bruce Campbell. You know, may or may not have been Elvis in it, so now he's dealing with the cosmic bloodsucker. So we're assuming this is going to be some type of a vampire uh, take on the character. So that definitely could be something of interest to people. Ever just side note on that. Ever since that movie, I've really wanted to see Bruce Campbell just portray Elvis in like a serious manner. <laughs> I feel like he could do like a good just kind of biopic about you know Elvis. <laughs> uh, one seventy six. They're re-releasing some of the early TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stories, uh, colored. So uh, volume one uh, recolored or colored maybe for the first time. I don't know if these have been uh, in presented in color previously or not. But. I think they've done that various times over the years okay. where they've done color versions of them. I know back with the big boom in the late 80s, early 90s, they were doing issues like that too. Okay. Probably just to get a more mass market, market kind of appeal yeah. with their black and white indie book. And then uh, page 189, there's going to be a new Crow comic. For those of you who are interested in the Crow, the one thing that seems wrong with this is James O'Barr is not really listed any place as a writer or artist or anything, which seems kind of odd for the Crow, but um, who knows? Uh, I mean, 
That is a valid point, but I feel like back in the day, Kitchen Sink, around the time the movies were coming out, Kitchen Sink did a lot of miniseries with different creators. Like, mm-hmm. Alex Mayleaf was on some of them. Oh, okay. I there didn't were, that. There were some really good ones back in the day. Um, and I know, I think Image did a run of it, too, at one point. And I think that might have been the Eric Draven Crow. But, you know, these other miniseries were other people sort of affected by the Crow and that kind of thing. But they were fun stories. I think that's on a movie agenda list, isn't it? They're supposed to come out with a new Crow movie. They, in the keep, next... they keep saying it. They <laughs> keep wanting to reboot Ramola. it. Uh, Bradley Cooper was attached to it a couple years ago. Just, it's huh. a rotating thing. They're just trying to get it going again, I think. Uh, on 198, there is a new uh, Craig Yo book, Super Patriotic Heroes, which looks like it is a uh, collection of Golden Age patriotic American heroes. Will Eisner's in it. Yeah. Uh, there's some good guys in here but like they talk about Captain America and the shield I wouldn't expect to see Captain America in this book I feel like that's just sort of the tone they're talking about there but it looks like these are some of like more of the uh, sort of public domain heroes now that are featured Uh, back on 197 they got the Superman the Golden Age newspaper dailies from 1944 to 47 I thought that was kind of neat might be a cool collection to have if you're into that stuff they're pretty nice books you know if you're interested in that kind of stuff because I have one guy Greg Waller that used to own and operate uh, the book exchange in Marion he still picks those up so I get to look through them you know they're pretty cool I started to get those when they came out and they are just on the to read pile right now I've got so much (laughs) stuff to read it's crazy yeah, but I'm sure they look nice. I just haven't actually tore into them yet. Well, the price doesn't look too bad either. It's 50 bucks. Yeah. Anything ever ready for image? Uh, yeah. so. Looks like we all got page yeah. 204 mark for <laughs> Gideon Falls. So, yeah. uh, new book with what? Jeff Lemire? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's one of those guys. It seems like every, they're just people that will read anything he's writing, at least try it, you know, yeah. at this point. So, that's one of the kind of hot names and. If you're a right fan books. of yeah, if you're a fan of mystery slash horror type of a book, this looks from appearances like this might be <laughs> that kind of a book. So if that's a, something that tickles your fancy, you might want to consider that. Uh, page two hundred six, Oblivion Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Kirkman. the new Kirkman book. Yep. Um, kind of a weird move, and I think Dan's the one that pointed it out to me is you know they just have the comic here and then. There's also the collector's the edition. Collector's edition, two hundred dollar collector's edition. This book we've not even seen yet. Yeah, this feels like more in line with a video game collector's Collector edition. edition. Yes, because you get the comic book, but you also get you get an exclusive number one foil stamp variant cover. You get an eleven inch statue, statue of the main character. Mm-hmm. I we assume. don't even know if we like it. <laughs> yes. A lapel pin and an art print. And it's right. only a thousand of these. Yeah. So, so if you want one, you better get it now. Ground floor. So, something yeah. that did come up with this today that I thought was interesting and original, and I think it was kind of actually pro-retailer, meaning me, is uh, they did announce that supposedly in the shipment, which is late this particular week, um, certain retailers are going to get a copy of the first trade paperback of this book. So hmm. they're gonna basically what they're doing is reassuring us six issues are in the can. Oh, that's cool. You know, I mean, and ready to go. And you know, ready wait to go. Twelve months to get six issues. Correct. It's all marked not for resale. I'm sure you'll see them pop up on eBay. You know, because hmm. you know all us retailers pay attention to that. But we're not supposed to sell something. But yeah, we're supposed to get a you know a copy of the first trade, which is the first six issues, which is gonna predate the actual book oh, really? by two months. You know, so we'll get the first trade before the first issue comes out in two months. 
And also, you know, we'll have a copy of the trade here in the store eight months before the trade comes out. Wow. You know, so that's kind of something I think it's just image trying to reassure us. It's done and ready to go. We're not yeah, gonna but that out. doesn't necessarily mean customers can come in and pick that exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. They can just kind of maybe look through it or right. get kind of an idea. Feel of the book. Right. Yep. And that, that you know, I mean, because, yeah, what would be the point if you could read it unless you yeah. really like and just had to have it? Maybe that's another way to pitch this $200 number one, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which I'm sure Mike will sell to you for no more than one ninety five. Yeah. If you did want to pre-order that. He'll knock at least five that, bucks off of yeah, that one for you. <laughs> so I'm assuming, though, this is taking uh, Invincible's spot on Kirkman's schedule, and it seems like, since that just wrapped, wrapped up, up. I would say this so. is going. Yeah. Maybe you just got to get your Kirkman fix. Yeah. Which was just so weird. I got a, oh, I think I mentioned it last time, so I won't be labor, but just so weird that what issue 143 of Invincible came out, and for the first time it went up to 399 instead of 299. For real? When there were two issues of this book oh, left, boy. it went up from 299 to 399. And then that final issue, 144, is going to be like a 599 or 699 oh, yeah. oversized. Oh, oversized at least. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that's fine, but it's just so weird to me that that last issue they couldn't hold that at 299. Page uh, two twenty, uh, the first trade for the realm. Uh, this is kind of like a, my understanding is uh, Dungeons and Dragons in the post-apocalyptic world. So if that's something that you know you might be interested in, something to think about. And then on page two twenty-one, you have uh, the first uh, trade of Retcon. I I picked up the first issue of this and I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. So I'm probably going to go ahead and just jump in and pick up the trade anyway. And then just wait for that to come in and read the whole series in, in one shot. But it's something I'm definitely looking, taking a look at. Did they just change it up every issue? Is that the deal? I, it's just a new thing every month? I don't know. I, I haven't even read the first issue to even say. So, <laughs> so everything just, they did just, in one yeah, issue, they undo. They just, they're just yes. leaning into it with the title. Uh, <laughs> now on 240, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, we have another issue of Moonshine which I'm happy to see because we've had a kind of a big gap in between the uh, stories here, it looks like. But we just had number seven last month, so I'm hoping that means this book is sort of monthly while the story's going on. Again, it's just a fun, uh, one of my favorite new series of uh, bootlegger werewolves. So, something I was, different. I was wondering, is that book in trade as the first yeah, trade I came first out? It is, yeah. Okay. And again, that's Azzarello and Rizzo working on that. One thing that's nice about Image and their trades, too, is the first volume is usually very, very affordably priced. Most of the time, they're in like the $9.99 range for, you know, the six issues, the first arc. So anytime you can see volume one of an Image stuff, it's usually not too expensive to, to pick up and give it a chance. And on top of that, we here at Campus Comics, we always discount trades and hardcovers by 20%. So you get a, usually get the first issue of an Image or the first volume at a of a trade by image for eight bucks plus tax you know anything else image i think that's it for me marvel the annoying other book yeah <laughs> everybody shuffle around there. yep well i'll go ahead and get it out of the way page five in the marvel previews mm. apparently the last issue for the death of the mighty thor mm -hmm. arc so this is one I may not wait to pick up in trade. I'm probably going to have to pick up this single issue just to get the punchline for the story there. And cry afterwards. There may be tears involved <laughs> in this particular reading of this particular comic book. 
Yeah. I'll tell you what, you've ramped that up enough. I've been wanting to kind of check it out myself. <laughs> I, I, the one thing that's keeping me from doing what I just said is the fact I want to think I want to need to take it all in in order, and I've not been picking it up monthly. Been doing the trade, so I'm probably just going to have to wait and, and pick it up and trade. But I may want to have that issue just to, as just one of my keeper it. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right after that, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number 797. It's the first part of this go-down swinging story. Uh, what I think is interesting about this is there is a trailer for this online you can check out. I know it's on YouTube and probably some other places around. It doesn't seem to be a lot of emphasis on it in this catalog, though, so I'm not sure what that's about, but this is definitely supposed to be like a bigger story they've got in the works. Hmm. But just, I haven't really heard too much about it online aside from the trailer they put out. Did I hear something about Dan Slott leaving Amazing Spider-Man? Could be. I haven't heard. Okay, but I, I don't keep up with it either. <laughs> And what's crazy about Amazing Spider-Man, anytime I read it, I all, especially the Dan Slott run, I always enjoy it. But for some reason, it doesn't creep to the top of my to-read pile. But it's right. it's almost always really, really good. So right. My next thing is on page 15. Okay. Now, this is not actually about the title on this page, which happens to be Incredible Hulk number 714. But I, I this may have been in previous months previews but there's this little where is wolverine button has that been in stuff in previous months or is this the first month for that is is this the first of those they've they've, they have mentioned that i think this is might might be the first catalog with the actual label because the first issue this actually happened in was the new issue of captain america that came out a couple weeks ago with uh cap fighting craven and the after credits is apparently just the last page of the book because okay, I think we had okay. some question about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first issue of this has come out, but now it looks like instead of letting people just kind of dig through and find them on their own, Marvel's conveniently letting you know which issues these are in. Pretty much sucking the fun out of it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it is fun, but if someone is wanting to get all these books and then they realize, like, oh, that book sold out at my store so last right. week, now they're kicking themselves and paying more online. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, Does six give of, them a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jumping back to image real quick, Scott. What was your number one issue you're going to buy this month? Oh, oh actually, yeah, I had. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to do quite, the two that we talked about, which was the Oblivion song and the uh, Gideon Falls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two. I'm gonna so you're getting the Gideon Falls and then the Oblivion song collector's edition. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that down. No. <laughs> I'm going to need just just, just the single title. Just you can the, get your trade in advance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if that you know what if that were included, then I might uh, as a freebie because you're not selling it, you're giving right. it away. Yeah. I would order one of those for that freebie there. So <laughs> <laughs> paying 200 bucks for something free that's like 15 bucks. It's a donation. Do that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right next in the catalog, we've got Daredevil number six hundred coming yep. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the Marifis stuff. Yeah, I'm. It? Yeah, I'm really, that, I'm supposedly. really liking the Marvel Legacy Daredevil stuff. Uh, cool. I'm really kind of fair weather with Daredevil. It's got to be a good team on there for me to get it. Uh, I'm liking it so far. With the exception of the Shadowlands story, mm-hmm. Daredevil has been one of Marvel's best titles going yeah. all the way back to like where Kevin Smith started with the yeah. new number one. Yeah, it's it yeah. just been consistently good, except for, except for Shadow. Shadowlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like I read the Kevin Smith Joe Quesada stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. I've got sporadic with some of the Bendis stuff, oh, but good. you know the Wade the Wade Somni stuff. I had to pick all that up. That was all really solid. Yeah. The Bendis stuff, you know. the Brew Baker stuff, that stuff's all really, really yeah. good. So, 
And we've got a lot of variant covers for this anniversary issue, too. So make sure you buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, they got Mighty Thor variant cover. I guess, are they going to do one for all the Marvel titles just for her? They do that a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. They're, they're focused because of issue 705. Right. And it's not yeah. for every title, but it's for, you'll notice that is in a lot of the titles for the variant covers for this month in Marvel. But not, mm-hmm. not all of them. But yeah, but most of the time, those, again, are like incentive variants, you know. So there's this stuff that... You have to order astronomical numbers of the regular covers in order to get yeah. some of these variants. So There's also in this particular issue, they have listed a remastered variant cover by Frank Miller. So I'm assuming that's some classic art that he did that they're probably huh. recoloring oh. for this. <laughs> I feel the blank variant cover is sort of in poor taste for Daredevil. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's Marvel for you. What are you going to do? You know. <laughs> Well, they just had a blank uh, variant cover for Daredevil just a few yeah. issues back. So, yeah. <laughs> page uh, nineteen, uh, Weapon H, number one oh issue. Boy, so if you so if you miss that, what issue did that did this character first show up in? That was kind of a surprise to everybody. Uh, Is it the WMD, WMD yeah, series? Yeah, Weapons okay. of Mutant Destruction. It's okay. just like a two issue thing. So if Hulk combined with Wolverine yeah. sounds appealing to you, then mm-hmm. this is the book for you. How this so. didn't happen in 1994, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Maybe it was an idea then, and they just was like, we'll save it. Yeah, We, uh, we but, might need it. Because yeah. that's what Marvel does. They hold on. Page, <laughs> page, yeah, page 21, if you're wanting to rev up for the New Mutants movie later this year, we got a New Mutants uh, six-issue limited series. Uh, starting in a couple of months. So on 32, we've got Invincible Iron Man 598, and that's another Where is Wolverine, Wolverine. issue. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking there for you those, go. that's one to pick up. And it looks like we're maybe the cover implies we're going to get some type of closure on the infamous Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because we got the Doom helmet on there along with the regular Iron Man helmet. And the the I think I said this last time, but the Bendis infam- infamous Iron Man was a really, really good you know, two trade series. It was it was outstanding. So yeah. Well, I got to think most of the Bendis Marvel stuff's gonna be wrapping up here, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I would think. <laughs> probably the last few run of that. Uh, My next thing's page forty. On thirty-seven, we've got Spider-Man, Daredevil, or Daredevil, Deadpool, twenty-nine and thirty. This is still going on. Yes, it is. <laughs> do people are, do, are people enjoying this book? Or you got one guy that buys it. Yeah. Because yeah. I when I started, I assumed it was a mini series or something. Yeah. And now it's 30 issues deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I guess, I mean... It, it's I, as on, that's pretty it, ongoing for Marvel these yeah, days. Yeah, for sure. Issue, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it's a couple of people... Ah, no, I, I take that back. I got one person that's got another pull list. But I sell a few copies a month, yeah. you know. I mean, it so. seems like on paper, why wouldn't you do that right. book? Right, yeah. You know, just with the popularity of those mm-hmm. characters. But I never would assume that concept had that much steam. Yeah. But because um, I was just trying to think, looking over at the shelves, because I think there is a mini that Old Man Logan versus Dead Deadpool. That's like a mini. Yeah, see, I assumed it was something like that. Yeah, gotcha. Page uh, forty and forty-one is uh, focus on Venom for oh, true yeah. believers. So they have a bunch of one-dollar issues. Yep. So if you're one of the many who does not have Amazing Spider-Man number three hundred, because you don't want to drop a you know a buck and a half for. <laughs> Um, a decent copy of that, you can for one dollar get that story and have it be a placeholder in your collection until you do. Well, the other get the money to pick the that up. Other one you can do that with is Web Spider Man number one, which we saw on sale this summer for a hundred dollars at a convention. <laughs> and I don't know why. I still can't understand why that book was priced that high. Yeah. But there you go. But again, you know, you've got several different, you know, Venom key issues here. 
got Lethal Protector number one is another one being offered, and that's one of my favorite comics. I really, really? just love that particular issue. Think it'll have the full cover with this one? No, I think you've, you're seeing sort of a black cover here. I think that's probably what it will end up being. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have the foil web pattern of the '90s original. But they got nine different Venom books for that you could pick up potentially for a dollar. So something that's, to take a look at. I'd say a lot of this too. Not only bands that you know it's the 30th anniversary of Venom, but you know they're been talking about this movie quite right. a bit here lately. In the last mm-hmm. few weeks, I've seen a lot more about it, and Tom Hardy's. Yeah going on about it so i hope he has a crazy voice <laughs> yeah i just saw today too uh i just saw a headline i don't know if this is confirmed but i guess tom holland spider-man is supposed to be set for the venom movie also awesome. so oh, nice. i'd be it'd be silly not to have spider-man yeah, yeah. in a venom movie uh-huh. so it looks like that's happening again i just saw this a few hours ago as we're recording this i don't know how legit that is but awesome. why wouldn't you my next thing is not till page 95, so you guys well, go for a while. On 46, we have the fourth issue of Marvel 2 and 1. Uh, this is another highlight of Marvel Legacy for me. The first, So far, only the first issue's out, and I loved it. Uh, we've got Human Torch and Thing teaming up again, trying to put the Fantastic Four back together. Mm-hmm. Something that should happen. Yeah, you know, We need an FF book in Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, regardless of what the behind-the-scenes, you know, bickering's about. They did, uh, Bendis did use the Thing and... I'll sort of say Reed Richards and Human Torch in that infamous Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, series, so they do kind of pop in there, which is only a few months back. So yeah. they've been around, just not in their own title. I dig that cover too; really Kirby looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on fifty-one, we've got Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Prelude number one, and this looks like a tie-in to the new movie coming out. Uh, I feel like these should be super popular with this good as those movies go over uh-huh. do anybody pick these up when they do these yeah not huge numbers but yeah i mean because they're actually doing one for infinity war too and it's mm-hmm. actually these are usually two issue miniseries that lead up to the movies and the infinity war was actually going to be like three issues and i, I sell a few of them mm-hmm. but uh, it seems like you said yeah, you think that would just be printing money even, yeah <laughs> even if people aren't reading the comics it seems yeah. like they would say oh these are out there you know the people the fans of the movies you know you would think but. well the countless times i've been in here after a big blockbuster film like that's hit the theaters is you know you get people that's like when the first guardians came mm-hmm. out i remember being in here and so there was a mob of people come in it was like do you guys have anything Guardians of the Galaxy? And they were buying up literally anything they mm-hmm. could get their hands with, on. Mm-hmm. With the title on it and getting stuff the 90s run, which had nothing to do with right. the characters yeah, in the movie. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, growing up seeing that book, that's why I thought we will never get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> no. right. But that's not what we got either. No. Yeah. yeah, that version of it. We got the Abbott and Landing Guardians, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, on page 71, I just wanted to point out real quick, we have a Hulk vinyl poster by Mark Bagley. Uh, that's Mark Brooks. That is not uh, Mark Begley's art. He, this is actually solicited earlier in the catalog, correctly, as being by Mark Brooks. Here is a nice big uh, 48 by 62 inch poster of it, though. And again, I like Begley. Mark Brooks is a great artist, too. I know I've mentioned him before on here. Uh, it's just sort of a cool Hulk screaming in the rain kind of pose. But I don't know why they said Mark Begley drew this. <laughs> need a new editor. Yeah, let's see. On, uh... In the collected editions on page 76, we've got Thor versus Hulk, Champions of the Universe, and it's listed as first time in print. Is this oh, a, does anybody know, is this a digital thing, or is this an probably. original graphic novel, or, because I hadn't seen this before. Right, I bet you that's what it is. Okay, sure, so but. probably like a digital first thing yeah. that they're collecting yeah. here. 
did uh did Comicsology have a Thor versus Hulk series that was for, exclusive to them or for just a little bit? Maybe that's what they this is. Could have. I don't pay attention to too much of the Marvel stuff on Comicsology, but that could be what it is. Yeah, see on page seventy nine is the second volume of the current ongoing Darth Vader series. Yeah, that's Chip. that's been pretty good. Has really been. Good. That seems to have been the highlight of all the Marvel Star Wars stuff, you know, so far. It seems to really be the Darth Vader stuff. People really liked it a lot. Yeah, people have talked about having good writers on the Darth, on the, all the Star Wars titles. And Charles Soule, who's the writer on this, is the writer currently on Daredevil. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Or no, on the previous up until the current run. No, he's still on Daredevil. He's yeah. on the yeah. Mayor Fisk story. Yeah, so mm-hmm. on there. Uh, on 95, we've got a collection of Punisher the Platoon. Yep. And now this series hasn't finished yet. You know, in real time, but uh, I'm really loving this book. Garth Ennis's Punisher is pretty untouchable to me. Yeah. And uh, plus, Garth Ennis writing military is also usually a hit. So you yeah, got and he and he basically Punisher, said yeah. in an interview, this is a back doorway for him to do a Vietnam story. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it but it doesn't hurt. Uh, page 102. Uh, you've got the trade one of the Superior Spider-Man uh, com- complete collection. I just mentioned this because this is kind of the book that started all the bad guys becoming the good guys i think Mm -hmm. at marvel where you have doc ock taking over spider-man and then you have the you know evil iron man twice with the tony stark weird personality out of axis and then the superior foes of spider-man and and uh, so it kind of started a trend of you know replacing some main characters with variants in themselves the cap hydra hydra cap etc etc so it kind of to me all started here with superior spider-man so if you like those stories be something worth checking out it's been uh printed before but at least their new one this month and again, Superior Spider-Man, I really enjoyed that book. I read it. Mm-hmm. Weak sauce ending. I'm say it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a really just lackluster ending to that story, but it's it's a good ride till you get there. Mm. Uh, well, you know he's got to come back at some point, yeah. somehow. So <laughs> uh, Now, is that just the first trade, or is that the complete? Since well, it says complete volume, volume one, volumes. it's probably going to be multiple yeah. volumes for the complete. <laughs> Usually what they do with those things is like if the Superior Spider-Man took four trades to do, they'll do it in two. two yeah. They'll put it in like two oversized trades. Yeah, now this only goes up to issue 16 of the series, and I know it ran for like way over that, probably 20 probably. or 30 some yeah. issues, so yeah. yeah. I was about to say, I know because me and Josh was talking about this mm-hmm. a while back, and you know, for years or for a while there, he was talking about he didn't want nothing to do oh, with yeah, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, he's hardcore Spider-Man. Well, yeah. He started picking it up, and I guess his opinion changed on it. He said he'd definitely recommend it, so I've been trying to get him. And well, I mean, I've, I've done that with stuff, too, just because, you know, comic books are a business. You vote with your dollars. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't like something, I won't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. But I might go back and get it as back issues, but I'm not going to support it when it's coming out monthly. <laughs> One thing that was... I liked about Superior Spider-Man is like a lot of times they like just randomly throw you know you randomly gonna throw Peter Parker back in at some point but he's actually really sort of there the entire time so it's not like he's not there and not having an impact on the story like you might expect from how it was solicited sure but uh, so he is still around in a a fashion and that was definitely more interesting aspect of the story because it wasn't just evil Spider-Man no because he starts influencing Ock Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Octopus, who's become Spider-Man in this. And so it is really like the bad guy is struggling mm-hmm. with being a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, which is a really nice kind of take on that. And then another thing that's nice about it is like you really get like new first meetings of these characters like Spider-Man meeting up with Daredevil for the first time yeah. as as Doc Ock as Spider-Man. It's like Daredevil trying to carry on a conversation and has, you know. 
Doc Ock has no idea who Daredevil is because he doesn't know his secret identity. So he's trying to bring him in. So yeah, <laughs> it's it, is, it, is a, it is a nice take. It's not just Freaky Friday. Yeah. You know, so it is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, back on 96, we've got the Marvel Legacy Companion trade. And this is a collection of some of the one-shots that came out with Marvel oh, Legacy okay. with some of the canceled series that they're kind of giving another try. So if you want to check up on those, those are all here in this one collection. You got that kid dabbing on the front. Yeah, <laughs> Forbish Man from uh, Not Brand Ech. <laughs> Which I can really do well tonight. <laughs> Without even trying. That's right. <laughs> I don't have anything else in Marvel myself. So uh, Towards the end here, we've got the uh, this month's uh, short box. is the Marvel oh, yeah. Graphic Comic Box of Hulk. Again, Who, whose art is that? That's Mark Brooks, <laughs> not Mark Bagley. <laughs> but again, sort of a cool, you know, box that we've talked about before with these. Mm -hmm. And we still got a couple uh, posters. You don't know what they are. Yep. In this, but again, there is the Amazing Spider-Man 797 by Alex Ross that looks really nice with the Green Goblin, and then the Thor 705 sort of final issue, presumably. Poster. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it for me with Marvel. Back of the book. All right, page um, 262 under Abstract Studios. If you didn't want to buy the two trades of Motor Girl individually, you can get the Motor Girl Omnibus. If you want to, if you're able to read non-superhero comics and want an excellent story, then this is one that I definitely would recommend. It starts as uh, basically a girl coming home from Iraq with PTSD and how she deals with it. It seems weird, but it pulls together at the end very, very well. It's only 10 issues, so it doesn't take long to to get through it so definitely something to pick up yeah, my next thing's on 270 go uh, apparently it's a shock anthology it's got Neil Gaiman Mark Guggenheim a whole bunch of people on it it looked kind of interesting Phil Hester um, yeah that's yeah. Aftershock's new anthology series I guess yeah it looks like it's I guess it's just coming straight out in a trade where it says like thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, look kind of interesting. Kind of yeah, reminded me a little bit of something album. like Creep Show. Yeah, or yeah. Tales, from, Tales the from the Crypt. Yeah, just a bunch of one offs. <coughs> Page two ninety four. Anybody got anything for two ninety four? Well, I got two eighty nine and Archie. We've got the new issue yep. of oh. <laughs> Vampironica, <laughs> which is what it is. I fumbled that bad last time. Uh, it's another new Archie horror book coming out. It's uh, Veronica as a vampire. So I'll probably check that out. I've been getting some of the others. Uh, my only other thing I want to say about Archie is what's not in this catalog, and apparently won't be, is the new Dick Tracy series they were supposed to be doing, oh, really? which mm -hmm. has been canceled because of a licensing issue, apparently. Wow. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's not. doesn't sound like it's going to be resolicited. It sounds like it is done. It <laughs> will not see the light of day. Uh, we saw a really nice Francesco Francavilla variant cover I was looking forward to buying, mm -hmm. and a new series I was hoping to get, but uh, they haven't come right out and said what the issue was i found out too apparently back in 2010 bendis and oming apparently were trying to get a series started of dick tracy huh. which apparently was shot down by warren Beatty, who still has some sort of uh, licensing agreement from doing the movie back in 1990 oh gosh wow this has also impeded a television show they tried to do a few years ago because Beatty still retains some rights. How that plays into comic books, I don't know, but he must have had an amazing deal, deal. in yeah. perpetuity wow. if it's still going on. Mm. He figured he w if he's going to get some deals, he, they would, he should want stuff well, to come well, out you, to get some royalty money. money yeah. yeah, yeah. And apparently, 
presumably that's what happened with the new series. I have a couple other ideas that could be. Of course, we don't know any of this. None of us here have any inside knowledge on this stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is just sort of my guess as to what happened here. But, again, it's really disappointing. And, you know, uh, IDW is still doing the complete Dick Tracy collections. There are still Dick Tracy comic strips coming out every day. Uh, It would have been nice to have a new series, but looks like that's not happening. Page 294 from Aspen, if you want cheap comic books, they've got a J-I-R-N-I, I'm going to pronounce that Journey, um, primer for 25 cents. Oh, yeah. So the cover price, 25 cents, something you, yeah. it's tech, buy one just because it's 25 cents. Yeah, that book's been out for a few years now, too, and I've never <laughs> known how to pronounce that, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I would guess Journey, yeah. but it's just a dis- misspelled <laughs> Journey, but I, who knows. Maybe the J's silence. Yes, it's Ernie. 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 Bert and Ernie. Three thirty-two is my next thing. So, all right, uh, you have for all of you Cthulhu fans. There's a Dark Tales: The Call of Cthulhu graphic novel uh, from Canterbury Classics. So, something you might want to check out. On three thirty-six, we have a new uh, Green Hornet series from Dynamite. Uh, Amy Chu will be writing. I think this is kind of picking up from the previous series that was started by Kevin Smith, where it looks like Cato is kind of taking over the role of Green Hornet, where uh, Britt Reed is missing, it sounds like. So I'll probably check this out. Is I that, really like is something. That Kato or it's his daughter. daughter? Yeah, it's, Kato, it's, Kato, yeah. it's Kato's daughter who is the Cato of this generation's okay. Green Hornet. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so is it, this like an alternate universe, or is this picking in up? The, in as much as everything Green Hornet is an alternate <laughs> universe, because they can never keep a strong continuity. You've got the TV show, you've got the radio show, you have the Now comics from back in the day. You've got a, a license, you know, an owner of the property that doesn't like a lot of changes. Um, but again, it sort of continues what people try to do with the Green Hornet. It was like a generational story. Right. Where and again, this isn't in continuity with the Seth Rogen movie of a few years ago. This is nothing more, should be it should yeah, be forgotten. This is more in keeping with like the '60s Green Hornet, and this is his son. This is Junior now, <laughs> in this run, and so apparently he's gone missing, and Cato has taken up the role of a Green Hornet. It looks like in this new series. My next thing's 370. I got 341. <clears throat> uh, there's a nice Amanda Connor. Red Sonia statue, about one of the only statues in this catalog I saw that looked really good. Um, of course, I really like Amanda Connor's art and stuff, and this statue looks really nice. You get a black and white edition, or you can get the full colored one. And the black and white one's about ten bucks more. There you go. So, <laughs> I guess go with the color one, because yeah. it seems more logical to go that route. It is red, Sonia. Yeah. So. Okay, 370, you have a hardcover XO. <coughs> um, basically, it's hard science fiction. So if you're interested in hard science fiction, then uh, check out XO from Humanoids. Not something a company I think I've ever ordered anything from. But uh. Uh, Back on 353, we have uh, Mega Robo Brothers graphic novel. Looks like just sort of a fun all-ages kind of story with a couple uh, brothers in there. My next thing's on 378. You make anything for 378? On 371. Oh, yeah. So on 371, I just want to point out the magic of previews where you can have a Milo Manera book right next to Disney Princess books. <laughs> so something, something for the entire family yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Different kind of princesses in those stories. There you go, yeah. <laughs> 
378, you have Infinity 8 coming from Lionforge. Uh, basically, this is apparently another sci-fi mystery with a bunch of European comic all-stars is how they are advertising this. So, again, sci-fi in the comic median. Uh, usually, it's, sometimes it's pretty good. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, right, right after that, we've got Puerto Rico Strong, which looks like it's a uh, book that some of the proceeds will be going towards the uh, relief efforts in Puerto Rico after mm -hmm. the hurricane they had there. So, maybe check that out. Page 382, you have a, I would classify this as a kid's book. I guess it is because it's from Line Forge's Cub House line. Um, with, you have Art Baltazar and Franco of, of you know, yeah. Itty Bitty Hellboy and yeah. Tiny Titans Tiny, Tiny and, and such. And yep. such, yeah. So, uh, for younger, the younger ones out there. Yeah, and we've got character. art by uh, Chris Garuso. I've never known how to pronounce his name. Yeah. He's done, like, G-Man and some other kind of fun all-ages kids books. So it'll, I think it'll be interesting to see these guys teaming up on this one. Uh, my next thing's on 416. Uh, on 393, uh, we talked about a similar book maybe last time, but we have a uh, manga series called Kumamiko Girl Meets Bear. Oh, it seems yeah. like another girl uh, hanging out with a bear. bear. Is that yeah, a, is that a genre I, I was know. unaware of? That's weird. <laughs> Promoting bestiality is what Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, it looks like maybe just a fun manga book, but I don't know if that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it's weird, though. Have two of them. Well, the thing yeah, about manga is they have books for everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how it's viewed differently. The quote-unquote comics there are viewed differently than how comics are here. Yeah. So. And again, it's not something we really stock at the store here, but that doesn't mean we can't get it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just... You know, if you're looking for something, we can get it in, probably. Just ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, on 404, we have Truth, Justice, and the American Way, the Joe Schuster story, which looks like it's a bio about Joe Schuster, one of the creators of Superman. As a quick aside, AMC's running a Robert Kirkman series of about the, basically about the history of some comic events, and they, he, they have one episode on Siegel and Schuster. There's an episode about the forming of Image. There's an episode about uh, the forming of Milestone Comics. It is uh, very uh, entertaining and very informative on on that series. So okay. if you've got AMC, you might want to check it out. Okay, I was kind of apprehensive about that series. Is it movie heavy, or are they actually talking about the comics? The on comics this? and the more so the creators. There's a okay. lot of time spent on the creators specifically, and they're interviewing the creators. Okay. I mean, so like in the milestone um, episode, I mean, they have interviews with Dennis Cowan and okay. and, and uh, uh, Reginald Hudland and and. Uh, those seven guys that started Milestone. Same way with the Image episode. They're interviewing McFarlane and okay. Field and Jim Lee. Well, maybe not Jim Lee. Uh, he may have been too big for it. I don't, I don't remember for sure. But most of those guys right. are Sylvester. They're interviewing them. Um, I am just started the Wonder Woman episode yesterday. And, of course, it's going into the whole history of, you know, the creator of Wonder okay. Woman and his interesting uh, his interesting choices. life, yeah. <laughs> so no, there it's it's not okay. movie heavy at okay, all. Okay, because so so many times anymore when there's a comic book documentary yes. coming out, here's a clip from the new Marvel movie mm -hmm. or something. They're so movie heavy. It's like I want to know about the comic books. Right. I mean, like you in know. the in this Wonder Woman one, there 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 interviews with um, Linda. Oh my gosh, I can't Carter. Carter, thank Carter, you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot her name. <laughs> but you know, so they're, they're no, they're. Okay. Yeah, they're interviewing they're, people. There's very few like clips like that. Okay, from good. And stuff like that. I was so, probably gonna pass on it, but now that I know that, I might yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, they talk about like in the Seagull Schuster, they talk about those guys going to Neil Adams and getting help on right. the royalties, and there's huh. interviews with Richard Donner in it and stuff okay. like that. So it's it's a pretty solid series. Okay, cool. So, uh, 
I got something at 416. Yeah, The factory advertising itself as uh, Fallout meets Mad Max. There you go. Something, something to try. <laughs> go. Uh, 420. I don't read Tank Girl, but I know here a while back you had a customer come mm-hmm. in um, and was asking about it. I guess was it for a granddaughter or something yeah, like that? <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. We always, I always see these older women coming in here and they're always asking for the weirdest things. Yeah, right. You wouldn't expect old women to be asking right. for. But, um, you know, I don't think you carry a lot of Tank Girl, but. No. You can order it if right. they if you want it's it here. if it's something you're into. It's available. Yeah, and it looks like they're going to have a free comic book day thing. So mm-hmm. maybe something to think about having. Page uh, four thirty seven from tomorrow's publishing. There is an updated Jack Kirby checklist. Um, so if you are a person who thinks they want to collect everything that Jack Kirby <laughs> has ever done, one you're insane. <laughs> but two, this would be the checklist that you would need to make for sure that you have a everything anything. that. Uh, Mr. Kirby created during his uh, lifetime. So good luck. With I, w- that. I wouldn't say you're necessarily insane wanting to do that because it's quality stuff. It shows well, that's good true. Taste. Yeah. Right. But, but that's probably pretty insurmountable just financially. Oh yeah. At yeah. this point. <laughs> Who's going to talk about Bloodshot on 442? I want to talk about this amazing preview page <laughs> that we have next to it, featuring four pages from the book. Yes. Oh, by Jeff no. Lemire. The entire book is that way. No, it. it yeah, oh told entirely in <coughs> pitch black darkness. I want to bring up, too, this is a habit of Valiant going back to the original run of Solar, <laughs> which featured the amazing all-black cover that Barry Windsor Smith signed. <laughs> now, did, didn't John Byrne do, like, an all-white issue of a comic at some point? I think time, there was maybe multiple... an alpha flight, but I think that was a character lost in the snow. snow so I think yeah. you had white background, but probably still a character in the foreground. Okay, yeah. So a little better than this. I, well, I, and I think on his She-Hulk run, I think he did like three or four pages where it was just yeah. just word balloons throughout the entire thing. So this is a gimmick that's been done before. Is it so, just for this issue? Or is yeah, it for... it, that this I think it's just for this particular story. Uh, yes. I thought she was talking like every issue. Was this? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 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 My next thing's on 484. Oh, on uh, 469, in the uh, book book section, we've got the DC Comics variant covers, the complete visual history, Frank Cho exclusive edition. So it looks like this is a variant cover for the book about variants. Covers. It's a coffee table book about coffee tables. Yeah, if it's if uh, if you like variants, we'll hook you up. Uh, on 468, I've got a couple things. Uh, there was a really cool art book, uh, an alternative movie poster collection. I guess it's just like different takes on movie posters and things like that. And of course, the Back to the Future DeLorean's on the cover, so that definitely had me looking at it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff like artists will do online that you've seen. Some of them are pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like I know one, I can't think of his name right now, but there was an artist probably about a year ago they did a bunch of posters for sequels that never came out like Rocketeer 2 and different <laughs> things like that and some of them were kind of fun ideas you know like what could have been so there's probably some cool stuff in that book on a 473 we've got the art and making of Pacific Rim Uprising and this looks like art for the new movie that's coming out so I would assume there's probably some Jaeger concept designs and things like that that maybe aren't featured in the movie so could be some cool stuff in there um We'll talk about some shirts that they never carry on our size. Yeah, there, there, is, there is one I wanted to bring up on uh, 487 in the graffiti section. 
There's a Superman Crypto Ray Gun shirt, and I'm not sure if this is an old piece of merchandise from back in the day. Hmm. Uh, I can't imagine it's from a story, unless it's like a crazy Silver Age story, but it looks like a sort of a vintage ad yeah. for a piece of merchandise. Back on 484, there's a Captain America t-shirt I am probably going to pick up myself. Yeah. Uh, so here on page 486, we've got some uh, Justice League movie t-shirts. Uh, there's one featured here, the Can't Save the World Alone shirt, which was some of the marketing art leading up to the movie. Uh, it's a nice piece, but after the movie was released, they inserted Superman into this shot. So it's kind of like, why isn't Superman on this shirt here? It definitely it, looks cooler that way. Yeah. It's not like it's a secret that he's in this movie. <laughs> uh, on the next page here, we've got a Superman ray gun t-shirt, which... I'm not sure if that was like an old merchandise piece. This looks like a sort of a retro ad for something, for a toy. Dick's Five back and Dime in the day. style. Yeah. Thing. Um, on 506 in the DC Superhero Collection, we've got a uh, Lobo special edition with him uh, featured sort of an old school Lobo with his dog with his foot on a Dominator head. <laughs> and again, this looks like maybe more of a deluxe version. It's a little higher price point than the figures normally are, but it's sort of a nice-looking one. Well, they've been making them bigger, too, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, those, exactly. those are like that are considerably bigger, probably about five inches or so. Yeah. So they're, they're worth the money. They're nice. Uh, on four I've got the Batgirl TV series, which is Yvonne Craig Bus Bank. Um, these bus banks are really cool. They're affordable, and if you can't and you don't want to uh, spend a whole bunch of money, on expensive bus, these are a cool alternative. Plus, you can put your money in it, so it's <laughs> save your money for the next save your month. pennies. Yeah, exactly. For, <laughs> for uh, next month's previews, yeah. on uh, 508, we've got the Harley Quinn Puddin' Pop statue, which is Harley's hand holding a lollipop with the Joker's face on it. Someone's going to buy this. It's not going to be me. Right. <laughs> uh, again, it looks like it's part of a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they did so. the they did the Joker with the card. And, and going to do a Batman. Then apparently that's the next one. Batman says holding his most iconic weapon. So I'm going to assume that's a Batarang. So that should be pretty nice. I know a few people will pick that up. Tyler, you would prefer if he was holding what? The shark repellent. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was that, I would definitely probably. Yeah. On 511, we've got these uh, Metals Batman Batmobiles. There's a uh, sort of classic 66 Adam West one that comes with a figure and a uh, Arkham Knight from the new video game, or newer video game. The last one. <laughs> yeah, the last one that's come out. Um, and again, for the scale of these and the figures, it's a $20 price point, which seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, they're about a, good, about a foot long. Yeah. They're Probably good detail. Have you seen them, Tyler? Or just yeah, them? I've seen them in person at a few places before. Um, was it these or different ones? Yeah, the ones I saw, it was the 89 Keaton Batmobile and then okay. the TV series with Adam West Batmobile. And the cars look really good. I mean, if you want, I know Eagle Moss did the uh, small scale ones in the little collector right, case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are really cool, but if you want a decent size to scale, like, Batmobile and you want to collect them, you know, these are good. They say they're not very big and they're not too small. You set them on your entertainment center. and The figures aren't super detailed. I mean, they're kind of, you know, derpy-faced and stuff, right. but the Batmobiles are awesome. So. <laughs> so I just going through it this time. I, I noticed on page 519 there's a uh, Cupid figure of Pinky in the Brain. I'm not sure. It seems like every time I mention this, people aren't really aware, but... Um, 
Actually, we're here in Carbondale, Illinois, and just a few miles to our east is a town called Heron, Illinois, and that is where the creator of Pinky and the Brain is from. Oh, really? High school, oh, really? yeah. A guy named uh, Tom Minton, and actually, if you Google him, you will see that he was actually the model. That's what they based the brain's appearance on. <laughs> it's shocking, really. But yeah, I don't he, know if I'd want that out I, there. I, but I know. <laughs> it, it's pretty obvious. I think he embraces it, because usually when they take oh, his yeah. picture, he's like, Got the scowl on, you know. Kind of have to roll with that, I think, if yeah. that's your thing. But yeah, he was uh, Tom Minton from uh, Heron, Illinois, and he was behind this. He was involved with Animaniacs. Hmm. He did the Mighty Mouse cartoon from the oh, 80s. Yeah, yeah that was that's all cool. him from a fairly local guy. So think anybody ever has approached him and be like, you know who you look like? <laughs> and he's like, actually. <laughs> So I would hope know. that's. I would hope for him that's a stretch. <laughs> right, yeah. That everybody doesn't come up to him every day saying you look like a cartoon mouse. Uh, and I think uh, isn't Hulu bringing back Animaniacs? I saw. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So. Because I think there's some kind of petition because people don't want it to be too kitty kitty and all this stuff, you know. But whatever, you know. You oh, know so people the, there were there were some racy jokes on the original show. I remember yeah. from back in the day. But right. again, I don't need South Park with my Animaniacs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. On 524 in the Funko section, we've got uh, some uh, Black Panther pops coming out. It's like the, some of the characters from the upcoming movie. <laughs> and Mr. Bean. Yeah, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean oh, my gosh. All you, all you residual Buffy fans out there starting a Buffy line of pops in here, oh, too. Saga. Yes, like. Saga. There's actually going to be a, a, the uh, Lion Cat. There's going to be an exclusive version that's part of the merchandise for free comic book day too so so hang out for the have a few of those in the store i'm sure they <coughs> for that looks like they got some uh they're continuing more of the rock music line too and they got jerry garcia of uh, the grateful dead kurt cobain elton john and the jerry garcia one if i'm not mistaken in real life wasn't he missing a finger or two oh was he i don't know i think he was so uh, if that's the case they're dropping the ball you think they're gonna put the fingers off of him i don't know or are they gonna do like they did the bob ross Ross one give him all his fingers yeah i don't know pay attention to detail funko (laughs) (laughs) charge too much you need to pay attention to stuff on 537 with some star wars merchandise we have uh Star Wars The Last Jedi floating Millennium Falcon figure. Um, apparently this is based on the version from the latest Star Wars movie. Uh, I'm not sure what they mean by floating. Does anybody else know what this is necessarily? My guess would be magnetized, so okay. it'll like, kind of sit, but I but I don't know that. Okay. So. And if that's what it is, some of them are pretty cool because they did a Back to the Future 2 DeLorean where it was on the magnetic oh, did they? base. And oh, okay, yeah, see, I haven't seen anything like that. They're cool. Uh, on 534, Cota Bakia's got the Batman Gotham by Gaslight <laughs> artifact statue. Uh, I know there's a lot of people big into that book, and of course, I think, is it this year they're coming out with the animated yeah. adaptation of that? Yeah, I think that's supposed to be sooner than later. Yeah. I wonder, uh, are they going to adapt both books, or are they going to do like they did Killing Joke? And, I think it's probably more like Killing Joke. Uh, because I know like Catwoman's in this if she wasn't in the original right. story. Now I've never I've never read the sequel, but it looks like they are just basing this on the first one where he's facing Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have mixed feelings when they try to represent Mike Mignola's style in three dimensions. 
I feel like it's never quite there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying there isn't anything that looks good. Like, I've got some Hellboy figures I like. Right. But I feel like it's really tough to translate him into 3D. Yeah. They did The closest I've ever seen is when they did the uh, Batman black and white Mignola yeah. statue. And they really kind of nailed yeah. it there. And that was kind of groundbreaking. They're, that's the one that they're doing a larger scale, full color yeah. version of it. You know, yeah, that yeah. one didn't make sense really to me. I was like, oh. uh, yeah. I think black and white look pretty sharp, but the color, I don't know. Right. But but this Kota Bikia statue, I'm sure it's going to be in their one-tenth scale, which is a, the smaller scale. Because he's on this, it's based on an original watercolor painting mm -hmm. by Vignola, and it's just the the Batman in the, like, what would it be, like, 19th century garb with a yeah. cloak, yeah, and he's yeah. crouched on top of a column in a gothic setting. So looks pretty cool. I know we're going to uh, have a few people here getting that. I know there's people pretty excited about that. Uh, on page 562, we have a 300 Queen Gorgo 1-6 scale action figure. Uh, it looks nice. It looks like a good likeness of the actress and everything. Why is this coming out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's anything going on with the movie. Mm -hmm. um, it says it's been previously solicited. I don't know if this is... It seems like a new item. It seems like something that should have come out when the movie did a few years back. Right. Right on the next page is the really, really nice uh, Scars of Dracula, kind of Dracula scale statues. Of course, it's got a nice price, too. <laughs> but uh, nice Christopher uh, Lee, Lee, Lee. Uh, Dracula, you know, from the old Hammer films. So, very cool stuff. And 576, they've got a Bob Ross lunch pail for you, Mike. You oh, bring your they? lunch to work every day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and some playing cards so you can... Nice. Buttons. He seems like quite the gambler. Hey, that dude's making like a huge comeback here. I know, like, right? Netflix I don't know what the deal. has I got all these stuff. Well, yeah. did, and did you see the Deadpool 2 trailer? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. Uh, right on the next page here, we have the Rick and Morty Rick Ship Bank, which is uh, like a bank of Rick Ship from the cartoon, and it's only $25, so it's like it's. His sketchy know. UFO car thing right. he drives around. <laughs> also related to Rick and Morty, on page 584, there's a Rick and Morty Munchkin card game. So if anybody's a fan of the Munchkin card game, then you want a Rick and Morty variant of that. There you go. Your dream has just come true. <laughs> and you have some odd dreams. That's right. <laughs> I think that's it for me that's in this catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of wraps 62. it up. You, Tyler, you done? Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this uh, January 2018, our inaugural episode of the year. Hope again, I guess instead that's at the top of the show, but hope everybody had a great holiday season. I hope your New Year's off to a great start, and I hope your resolution is to read a lot more comics and you pick them up here. But any, either way, just come in. Yeah, if you want to get your own copy of the catalog of the previews, like Scott had said, we'd be happy. We have them on the shelf. We'd be happy to. Uh, happy to get one in your hands so you can follow along and see what all's out there because we just believe me when we say we just cover a fraction of what's oh, yeah. in these catalogs it's five six hundred pages of merchandise every month uh so come in you know pick up the previews you know start a poll list if there's afraid if there's just stuff you're missing you know there's a solution to that you know just start a pull list it's super easy just come in um, we're here at 816 East Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. The phone number here is 618-457-6011. You can follow, please uh, give us a like on our Facebook page uh, where we keep you updated with what's going on in the store and what's going on with, like in this case, you know, delivery of the products. Still waiting on our books this week, but uh, doesn't happen too often. I'm sure they'll come in tomorrow, we hope. Um, 
Also want to remind you that uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure and subscribe to it. We've got the podcast up now on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, I gosh, tune in. Uh, I can find it on my podcast addict app. There are probably some other spots too. So uh, please uh, subscribe to it. It would uh, help us out. Give us an idea of how many people are actually listening. <laughs> so, but no, that's it. That's it for me. So your contact information. Right, so Scott. this is Scott Reed, uh, www.bergcomics.com, B-U-R-G comics.com. Also find me on Facebook and eBay and et cetera, et cetera. All the links are available on the website. And I'm Tyler Wright, and you can find me on Facebook or here at the store sometimes on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan Brown. Uh, you can find me online on my uh, Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt sites, Detective651. Uh, you can also find my work on the uh, novels of Jason Nugent, which has a new one coming out this week, Rise of the Forgotten. So if you want to see some more of my art, you can check that out there. Cool. All right. Everybody done? All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this month. Uh, Tune in next month where we'll go over another catalog and maybe have some other stuff to talk about. Thanks a lot, everybody.